2: We have got a lot to get into today. It is Tuesday on this program. You know what that means. Last night was Monday Night Raw. Tonight is NXT on USA. Tomorrow is the Dynamite show. And last night was the finale of the WWE draft. You want to know where everyone's going? Oh, well, have I got something for you, brother. I got the full Raw roster, the full SmackDown roster, and a couple of notes on... On various wacky things, like the fact that Shotzi and Knox won three non-title matches over the women's tag team champions and not only never got a championship match, but they got split up in the draft. Yeah, that happened. A lot of other stuff happened as well. So we're going to go over that. We've also got the ratings for SmackDown and Rampage. And in fact, both of them, they're all right. I know some people want to say, oh, the uh, SmackDown number was terrible. Oh, the the Rampage number was awful. They were both fine. Rampage number three on cable, SmackDown number one. We'll talk about those numbers. And, of course, because it's Tuesday, we're going to run down the entire WWE uh, Raw show. Uh, Notwithstanding, as Vince McMahon says... Everything that happened on the actual draft. But the show itself, we'll take you through all of that here today. If you want to text us, what are your thoughts on everything? Well, it's easy. 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. At Mike Sempervivi. Actually, he's just at Sempervivi. He's so famous, he's only a last name. At Sempervivi on Twitter as well. And we'll get into everything after the break. Stick around, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: I drifted in this town, you know, a few days ago. The girl I kind of see. Super Start Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. That means you can get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of your Super Start Battery. Return power, performance, and reliability to your car, truck, motorcycle, and more with Super Start Batteries, only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
2: oh, oh,
4: O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new Rate Advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use offer code FOCUS, you'll receive a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code FOCUS. That's Stamps.com promo code FOCUS as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely
5: free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 760 1845 800 760 1845. That's 800 760 1845.
6: Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and
3: instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home
0: project today at Angie.com. That's dot I.com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
6: Come on, come
2: on. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Last night on Observer Radio, I was going to run down these rosters, but Dave had a better idea, he said. Mm-hmm. I was very confused <laughs> he was done. But I had the rosters in front of me. So I'm going to do what I believe is the easy way. I'm going to tell you who is on Raw first, and then I will tell you who is on SmackDown. Ready? Yes. All right, Raw. A couple of notes as we go through, but I'll try to keep it simple. Raw has Big E, Bianca Belair, R.K. Bro, who thankfully are the Raw Tag Team Champions, so we have to worry about a switch. Edge, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, even though they can go wherever they want. Keith Bearcat Lee, Ray and Dominic as a team, even though the storyline is they're going to go their separate ways. Austin Theory, but not Johnny Gargano. Alpha Academy Otis and Chad Gable. Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz, who are a package deal do drop drake maverick john morrison the injured nia jacks because they drafted some injured people but not other injured people reggie r-truth t-bar because they broke up t-bar and mace remember every couple of weeks they try and give those guys a push well they're broken up now we've got zelina vega So at least she goes into a new brand, 0-0, and unlike the 0-19 and she was on SmackDown or whatever. Becky Lynch, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, but she's on Raw. So either her and Charlotte have to both lose their belts to somebody on the other brand, or Becky and Charlotte have to switch belts, in which case each of them has a new reign added to their record. Which, for those of you that are sick of seeing Charlotte win titles, that will help you a little bit, because... We're adding one to the tally because she went to another show. Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, AJ and Omos, Kevin Owens, which explains his losing streak on SmackDown, the Street Profits who they almost broke up but then mm. sent them as a package to Raw, the Geek of the Week, Finn Balor, that poor bloke, Karrion Cross, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Gable Stevenson, who has been drafted in advance of his debut next year. It's very important to draft him. 33rd or whatever. Dana Brooke, who was absolutely buried on commentary. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Jackson Riker, who is now a 24 7 geek. Veer. Everybody else could go as a package deal except Veer. He got split away from Shankly and, and, uh, what's his name
6: shanky and jinder
2: jinder and quite frankly i mean it's probably for the best because he wasn't going anywhere with those two but i think he could do something as a single Liv morgan mia yim if you remember who she is tamina tegan knox who as i noted tegan and shotzi won three count them three non-title matches some of you might remember the the bloke here that was all mad at me because I was ranting about how they hadn't got a title shot, and he told me to just let it play out. They're going to get it. They never promised it. They won three non-title matches and have been split up, and they never got a championship match. Shelton and Cedric were back together, even though they literally feuded for like a month. Now they're just friends again. And The Miz, if, as Dave noted, he ever comes back. Now let's look at the Fox SmackDown roster. Do you remember how I was ranting about what's the point of a, of a draft? And, you know, everybody had their excuse. And one of the excuses was, well, they each want their own exclusive roster. Well, I will bet that Fox is overjoyed at the roster that they've got. Let's look at it. Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. From there, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, Fab B and the rest of Hit Row, (laughs) Naomi, Jeff Hardy, Aaliyah, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, Tony Storm, The Usos, Sasha Banks, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs, Seamus, Shayna Baszler... Zaya Lee, the Viking Raiders, Ricochet, Umberto and Angel Garza, Cesaro, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, Jinder and Shankly, Natalia, who has been broken up from Tamina, and Shotzi. One of the strongest rosters in the history of this business there on SmackDown right now. Oh, those folks that said I was so I was so foolish to think that it would be better if everybody could work on every show. No, it's much better to have a roster like this for SmackDown on Fox. But there you go, everybody. That is the draft. Any additional
6: thoughts on any of this, Mike? Well, as a thunderstorm rolls into the area here, I am fascinated with the gable stevenson thing not for anything that's got to do with pro wrestling or this show well it's got something to do with pro wrestling and that is the fact that he is training to be a pro wrestler at a time where he is going to also be working an entire big 10 season and then moving on to the ncaas it is a a fascinating little story that i'm sure they are documenting and if they are not they should be because it is That's very interesting from a sporting point of view and from a physical point of view, a motivation point of view for him, exactly where his head is going to be at because he is by far, by levels, the dominant guy. But I guess we're going to know about that, at least from the college point of view, come January. As far as the rest of the show, it is what it is. Some people stay on a roster, some don't. A lot of things don't make any sense right now, like what's going to happen with titles, The North American title, I guess maybe we'll find out something about that tonight when it comes to Swerve Scott. Why wasn't Asuka drafted? Why wasn't Bailey drafted? What the hell happened to Elias? You know, Harry Smith, why is he even employed if you're not, I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It was another Muppet show last night. It's another show that as it goes on, it books itself. And I know they don't aim this show at me, and they don't aim it at the traditional wrestling fan. They aim it at the WWE fan, the Stan, the one that has got to argue every point all the time, that they're coming to see stars and everything's fine. That's what that show was last night. It was a bunch of stuff that booked itself on the fly. The matches the and the wrestlers made the matches themselves, and that's what we got. And oh yeah, there was the draft. Isn't that exciting? You know, and once again Even though it was Raw, the best thing on WWE programming by leaps and bounds, the Bloodline, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, checkmate for almost anything else in wrestling besides what they're doing. I mean, it's awesome. And we only got a little dose of that, which was another frustrating thing where why can't these shows be together so we could see this stuff on both because it would be better for both products, both networks, and WWE as a whole. Definitely for the fans as a whole, I can tell you that.
2: You know, this Gable Steveson fellow. I mean, maybe he's going to be awesome. I mean, he could be awesome. Maybe he'll be the next Kurt Angle. Olympic gold medalist, great athlete. But we had C uh, on the show the other day, and she said that they made her train for two years before she was able to have her first match. And if you've watched her of late, I mean, she's very good. So uh, some people were like, ah, oh, it's a money grab, and... Other people were like, well, she started training at 14, so maybe well, they just weren't going to let her get in the ring until she is. was 16. But anyway, yes. the point of this is, <laughs> as, a, as a wrestler, who's been around many wrestling schools, what happens is, you go to the wrestling school, and you start training, and you don't ask, when's my first match? Your first match is going to be when you're ready. It could be three months, it could be six months, it could be a year, it could be two years. When you're ready, that's when you have your first match. It's rare that you begin training and they go, on April 14th, you're going to debut on Raw. We're sure you're going to be ready by then. Apparently, they've got a day, maybe not the specific day, but Dave last night said, he's earmarked to debut in April. I'm like, how do you know that? How do they know that? I mean, maybe he'll be ready, but I certainly would not earmark a brand new person who, by the way, is also simultaneously... Training for the NCAA finals. Well, he's going to hopefully go to the finals, but he's training for the NCAAs and doing pro wrestling private lessons at the same time. Anyway, back in a moment, Observer Live.
5: That's 855-325-1780.
3: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote,
5: 800-410-4771, 800-410-4771, that's 800-410-4771.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
6: Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, Mike. Big difference between Gable Stevenson and Kurt Angle, you know, Kurt Angle went through a lot of, I'm not saying a lot of developmental as far as time goes, but the reason everybody found, found out that he was a natural was because he went to developmental and he was hungry when he did it. He was a bad Pittsburgh sports announcer and he was doing whatever it was where he that he was doing. And he had an aversion to pro wrestling, the whole ECW show story and all that sort of stuff. He didn't have a good taste in his mouth, but he was hungry. He had that taste in his mouth. And it's not to discount Gable Stevenson's hunger to be a professional wrestler, but it was a different scenario that we ended up getting Kurt Angle because it was him being hungry, which led him to, to signing on with WWE and the, the little... I guess there was somewhat of a bidding feud, I guess, between WWE and WCW at the time, but he joined WWE. He goes to Memphis, and that's where we end up finding out he was a natural wrestler. So maybe that happens with Stevenson, too, but it's going to be a completely different scenario because of what he's going to be doing facing I would assume Mason Paris again in the heavyweight finals this year, the kid out of Michigan, trying to do that, going through a Big Ten season, which is very competitive, all the good heavyweights, he's going to face Penn State, Iowa, all the guys, Wisconsin, Ohio State. He's facing all these guys again after winning a gold. So, yeah, you would say, okay, he can beat anybody in the world, but how hungry is he going to be? And, again, taking bumps isn't the easiest thing in the world. Things go wrong. Things go wrong in all sorts of training, so the the whole story of him moving on is going to be fascinating including how it affects him like his whole career because if they're going to fast track and plop him right onto Raw it's like he's going to be have to learn on national TV. That's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And we're seeing it with AEW, people that obviously maybe not be are as le- athletically gifted as Stevenson is, but they are they've got more experience in wrestling than he's probably going to have wrestling other people you know and we've seen how they've had to play out on national tv and it's just it's going to be a fascinating situation with him and and how they view him and and again how he gets himself across on tv as well too smackdown
2: on friday night actually ended up being up from the overnight 2.252 million viewers up 5.5% from the previous week was the best number the show had done in 3 weeks which was the msg show 18-49, to 49, it had a .62 rating, so it was number one on cable, although it was also last in viewership, which is always interesting, well. because people go on and on about, ah, but the viewership. Well, if you want yeah. to rank it by viewership, it was last. But if you would like to rank it by 18 to 49,
6: it was first. You're absolutely right. But this is also sometimes where wrestling fans need to check themselves and stand outside of their feud with the other side for a minute and think that the number one professional wrestling promotion on God's green earth, this billion-dollar company, when they're on network TV, whether it be Saturday Night's main event special or any of that sort of stuff, They are dead last on network TV. So if you're underneath of that, sometimes you have to go, you know, the whole pie needs to grow. And, and, you know, sometimes you need to check that before bragging about whether dead last, because some people do that. Oh, look at your dead last on TV. It's like they're dead last on national TV and then you'll be underneath them. So that doesn't say too much. Well, my my
2: larger point was that these numbers came out yesterday and SmackDown did the 2.252 million viewers, and Rampage did 622,000, which was down 14%, and it was the lowest viewership they have done to date. And in fact, I saw celebrations from the anti aew fans that the viewership was so low while celebrating how SmackDown had done. And my point is, if you want to rank it by viewership, then SmackDown was dead last of all of the networks. If you want to celebrate that SmackDown was number one, then you have to acknowledge that Rampage was actually number three on cable. Number, uh, th- what was it? Number two? Anyway, it was number three on, on cable in the time slot. Or no, two on the time slot, third for the day, whatever. But anyway, it's fine. I mean, the show is not going to do a million viewers on Friday night at 10 o'clock. It's not.
6: I think a better point is people are dumb.
2: Well, I mean, Eric Bischoff, I won't, I won't talk too much about this guy, but... He was going on this big thing about trying to compare Rampage to SmackDown. It's like, brother, why would you compare a show at 10 o'clock on cable to a show at 8 o'clock on network? Like, you're supposed to have been doing, like, been in the business. What? What a stupid thing to say. With all due respect, Tarek Bischoff. You guys have you loved couldn't say something dumber
6: now. Decades.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not now. Maybe that's why he doesn't understand television anymore. Because to make a comparison of a ten o'clock show on cable as compared to a eight o'clock show on network, <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. bro, <laughs> fans on my timeline know the difference, uh, and they're not always the sharpest knives in the drawer, if you know what I mean. And if you don't know what I mean, you're one of them. Tonight on NXT, everybody. Got, Maybe
6: that's where Asuka's going to go with all the colors. I mean, and she may. She whatnot. didn't get drafted,
2: but she's yeah. injured. But, like some people, I guess if you're shoot injured, you don't get drafted. If you're work injured, even if you're work injured, to cover for a shoot situation. Anyway, NXT tonight as MSK, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen, if you know who those guys are, <laughs> against the Grizzled. Wait a second. Yeah, the Grizzled Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. Ugh. Odyssey Jones will face L.A. Knight. Cora Jade, who is not the 50s women's wrestling star. She'll be in action. Tony Nipples will debut. And Mandy Rose will face Ember Moon. That's the lineup for NXT 2.0 tonight. Y'all excited for that one?
6: Even injured, Oscar could provide something to that show. I just wonder if Elias will just stroll back in show with his guitar Yeah, where's old Elias back to where Elias he came. is
2: dead long live the new Elias I was told well, then that guy was one. dead
6: well that's maybe that's where he needs to be because that's where he came from the drifter he would drift into those shots down there in NXT and now that we're in NXT 2.0 we saw the gravesite we saw the old Elias is dead maybe we get new colorful Elias 2.0
2: Actually, Elias 2.0 and NXT 2.0 is not the worst idea. Especially because I'm trying to not watch that show. (laughs) Also, the good news that NXT UK will welcome fans back. Starting with the Thursday, October 14 edition of the show, main event will see Ilya Dragunov defend the NXT UK Championship against a kid. I don't know which kid. But he's going to defend it against a kid. I tell you, what, I did I that was, many times in the
6: YWF. I wish it was William Regal's kid. You see him stretching people yeah, on that show. Awesome. Why couldn't he get drafted over? Because they'd ruin him. Be careful what you wish for, dude.
2: I know. I know. Dragonow versus a kid will be his first title defense since winning the NXT UK title from Volter at NXT Takeover Thirty Six. A kid defeated Nathan Frazier and Rampage Brown in a triple-thread match on NXT UK two weeks ago to become the number one kid. A-Kid's actually awesome. If you've not seen A-Kid, he's not just A-Kid. He's A-Kid. Do you understand?
6: Yes. Now, Nick if you Wayne, don't, you're
2: also probably on my timeline somewhere. Nick Wayne is A-Kid. He is A-Kid. Is that is, kid. is true. He's,
6: he is a, now he's turning into capital A-Kid, you know, as far as what he's doing on the scene right now. But he's not A-Kid. Even though he is a kid, he's not a kid because a kid is a kid, even though I don't know how old he is. Alrighty. righty, what have we
2: got here? By the way, has anyone watched is is Escape the Undertaker? It better be up on Netflix right now. Can someone confirm that for me? Because that's where we're you reviewing. really want to watch that? Uh, yeah, absolutely I want to watch. Are you oh kidding me? God.
6: That is I guess that is a, a why B&B wouldn't I want to watch special? that? I don't because it's. Probably it's the be
2: new bad. day doing a cinematic escape. Choose your own adventure from the Undertaker. Name one thing that could be better than that that I could watch today. One. <laughs> I just watched Siri the other day, so don't mention her. Nothing better. I can't wait. It says click here to sc- uh, to stream. It's streaming now on Netflix, according to WWE. All right. Escape the Undertaker is great. This person says.
6: Yeah, look at that. Mm -hmm. Escape the Undertaker is something all right. Mm. I like how they put that on Netflix and not Peacock, so you'll actually be able to see it without interruption or crashing or something.
2: What else do we have here? Anyway. Don't open that tab, Brian. I can't wait to watch. No,
6: actually, open that tab. What you got there?
2: I'm looking at the chat. What tab are you talking about?
1: Nothing.
6: You're an absolute.
2: This person says, Brian... Question for you and anyone else who's seen Raw. Oh, we have to review Raw. I forgot. I'll do that after the break. Last night, Becky Lynch opened Raw to a huge pop and sustained ovation. She proceeded to cut a completely babyface promo. She's joined by Charlotte, who is universally hated. Becky continues to be a face. Bianca joins them. Now Charlotte is clearly a heel. Bianca's clearly behaving like a face, and Becky is just an instigator. Fast forward to the main event. Becky comes down for commentary. She's a split personality. The other one is now taken over. She's a heel on commentary. Screws Bianca. Beats her down like a heel. Then Sasha jumps her from behind. Gives a heel beat down to Becky and Bianca. She is cheered I think I couldn't tell. Bro, if you're asking me to sort this out for you, I have no idea, dude.
6: I have mm. no earthly idea. That's the choose your adventure. You just choose somebody to like and go ahead and cheer for him because at some point with this... 50 50 thing they'll be standing tall over the other people you know holding up a belt whether it's theirs or not well
2: bianca this person notes clearly a face that's true charlotte is a heel that's true sasha i mean there's no way of knowing because babyface or heel she is the same level of heelishness so i have no idea becky i think is a heel but I don't know why she was the p- a babyface. But for the half people the show.
6: don't know that yet. They don't know it.
2: Back in a moment, <laughs> everybody. We'll review RAW after the break. Buckle up. Observer live.
3: With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours.
2: When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours.
3: Wow. Microband
2: 24. The sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you?
4: Come on.
5: That's 800-685-2080.
0: So as you guys know, Mark's gone.
3: The
5: float artist at Fred's Floral
3: just took off, days before the parade. They need a replacement before business passes them by. And who am I going to get to finish the float? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Well, everyone... Guess it's time for this Raw report right here. No. What? Do we have to? What do we want to talk about? Sasha is a babyface? I don't need these blokes mad at me again. Talk about anything else other than Raw. Hey, listen. Sasha is a great wrestler, and she is a fantastic heel. She is a horrific babyface. Oh, here we because go. as a babyface, she literally just does the exact same thing she does as a heel. She's the legit boss, which I don't know if you know this or not, but she's actually not the boss. She's not the legit boss. The legit boss is Vince, but her gimmick is the legit boss, which works as a heel, but not as a babyface. Her promos as a babyface are exactly the same as her heel promos. And given, I think that she has a great heel promo, what does that tell you about her babyface promos? Come at me. I don't care. I got a yep. raw to talk about. That's much worse.
6: Bzz, hive's coming after you, Brian. Don't look at your mentions
2: today. So uh, they recapped the, the rules. The draft does not take effect until October 21st. So what they're going to do is that everybody's eligible to go to any show they want until Crown Jewel. And then the draft is official. But then everyone's going to go wherever they want because you've got to build the Survivor Series, which is brand versus brand. Unless you're going to shoot a bunch of angles where the guys aren't on the same shows. And uh, that will lead to, uh, I mean, maybe. What's we'll... in
6: it for the wrestlers? Why do they care about this being brand versus brand? It's not like you got a team leader. There or is anything no like brand that. loyalty.
2: None you know, to speak Pierce
6: of. Pierce and Sonya just show up on the same shows all the time. I mean, they're on both shows. Like, what is the, do they get a bonus? Do they get some extra none. money? Is we there more?
2: We don't even have separate GMs to make anyone care.
6: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No title opportunities. What's in it for these people for them not to say I'm injured like, like most all star games and like, man, I got a, banged up you know ankle right now i don't want to be hurt for the royal rumble i'm gonna to have to sit this one out you know what i'm saying like where is any sense of reality to why any of this stuff is taking place uh, i mean let's it's not talk, a culmination a talking feuds. point i've
2: gone over for years now
6: let's, come on
2: let's get through this show so there was actually good wrestling in the show and the wrestlers worked hard but the issue with the show i'm not sure if you're aware of this or not three hours is too long And so what we had was these insufferably long talking segments. Becky comes out to start the show, total babyface, announces she's being drafted to Raw. She gets interrupted by Charlotte. They talk for an hour. Bianca comes out. They talk for an hour. Bianca and Charlotte get into a kerfluffle. Becky tries to goad them on. And then finally, out comes Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce, and they announce that it'll be a wrestling match in the main event that will surely go to a disqualification. They didn't say that, but that's exactly what we all knew would happen and did. Then we had the first draft announcements, uh, Becky to Raw, Usos to SmackDown, Bobby Lashley to Raw, Sasha to SmackDown. The whole storyline on Friday was the the Paul Heyman-Usos deal, where the Usos were not drafted to SmackDown on Friday. So Roman sent Paul to Raw to make sure they went to SmackDown, And if they didn't, Paul was to be left for dead. So in the first five, ten minutes of the show, they just, that's all done. They're going to SmackDown. Don't worry about that storyline. Everything's all right. Damian Priest defeated Jeff Hardy in a rematch to retain the U.S. title. And they had a good match. Priest did the crucifix pin and afterwards, they did the angle where Hardy's doing an interview. I don't even know why. Oh, to go to SmackDown. He's going to talk about what it means to go to SmackDown, how it's going to change his career. And out comes Austin Theory. And Austin Theory wants a selfie, but then he lays out Jeff Hardy and takes a selfie over his fallen body. So he will be feuding with Jeff. Randy Orton and RK Bro are back there, and Randy challenges Omas to a one-on-one match later. Didn't happen. Spoiler. Draft round two Seth Rollins to Raw. Nakamura and Boobs to SmackDown. Damian Priest to Raw and Sheamus to SmackDown. Shayna Baszler destroyed Dana Brooke. The match went 1 minute and 20 seconds, and the whole 1 minute and 20 seconds was Corey Graves burying Dana Brooke. She's been here forever. She's never done anything. She's a great athlete, but I can have a toolbox doesn't mean I can build a house. Just buries her six feet under. Then she's beaten, and Shayna goes to kill her, but Dewdrop makes a save. Shayna attacks Dewdrop, and Dewdrop no sells it. So we're going to get Shayna versus Dewdrop before Shayna goes to SmackDown.
6: Did you see that long, lingering look those two had at each
2: other? Bro, everything on this show is long and lingering because there's no subtlety. It's like they think, oh, the fans might not see that Dewdrop is staring at Shayna. So leave the camera on him for 35 more seconds.
6: Well, at least that that was a better than the Team RK Bro one because the fade. At least they were looking at each other instead of the fade out from the in, you know the interview where or the skit where they're just standing there staring off into space and they look like idiots. Then we had the interview with Heyman and the Usos.
2: They're all happy until Kevin Patrick wonders if it was Paul's influence that got Brock to remain a free agent. Cause you know Fox and USA they want these exclusive rosters, but Brock's free agent he can go to any show he wants to. Okay, huh. just
6: sh- just shut up right there. Okay, and then <laughs> Heyman got all sad and shut Uso's up. This here's the on only him. thing I'm going to add in for the there rest you of your raw review here. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Best go thing. For it. Best thing on every show besides Roman Reigns, Kevin Patrick. I don't know if they are intentionally making him the Jim Gray prick reporter who just is going to screw up everything and, and screws things up for Paul Heyman. I don't know, but I love the dynamic that he has with everybody. Kayla's got a great one with just Paul Heyman. They're fantastic together, but Kevin Patrick is this guy who just, again, like Jim gray. I can't compare him to anybody else who is, is doing that sort of thing backstage. I absolutely love that. We
2: had angel Garza in, Umberto Carrillo beating Ali and Mansoor. So no chance of those two winning the tag team titles in Saudi Arabia. They got killed. Week three of the push for those keeping track. We'll see if they make it to week four. AJ and Omos are going to Raw. Shayna going to SmackDown. Kevin Owens going to Raw. Xia going to SmackDown. We had a Big E promo, which led to a match, which was Big E and Drew McIntyre versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. The match itself... It was an excellent match. They worked their asses off. They got 10 minutes. Very, very good match. The downside is the talking segment that set this match up went 13 minutes. 13 minutes to set up a match that went 10 minutes. You know what I would have liked? If it was a three-minute talking segment, and they would have got 20 minutes to have a great wrestling match here on Raw. But instead, we had 13 minutes of talking to lead to up next. Not even like 13 minutes lead to a pay-per-view <laughs> match. It's like we had to talk for 13 minutes to then lead to a 10-minute match. Reggie, they tried to get him. They didn't. Kevin Owens comes out. Kevin Owens comes out to cut a promo. He gets interrupted by Tozawa. He gives Tozawa a stunner and then leaves. So he must not have anything to say. <laughs> Round four, the Street Profits to Raw, the Viking Raiders to SmackDown, Finn Balor to Raw, and Ricochet to SmackDown. They announce King in the Ring and Queen's Crown beginning Friday and continuing Monday because anyone can go anywhere after that draft. Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. hate that name, Nikki Ash. They defeated Natty and Tamina in four minutes, and there was a legitimate timing miscommunication that involved Natty walking out on her partner after the match. She wasn't actually supposed to walk out on her, but she did on accident. But they're breaking up anyway, so it worked out. How wondrous. We had Karrion Cross to Raw, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza to SmackDown, Alexa Bliss to Raw, and Cesaro to SmackDown. We had a Goldberg-Lashley segment where Goldberg is determined that he's going to kill he's going to kill Bobby Lashley he last week threatened to kill him and this week he also threatened to kill him but he's so angry at him that when Bobby Lashley came out on the ramp he just stood in the ring and (laughs) talked to him I'm so mad at you I'm gonna talk to you now but later I'm gonna kill you he's gonna kill him he says
6: you're dead he
2: said you're next and you're dead (laughs) that's <laughs> crown jewel
6: that might be the most realistic thing oh you're talking about the, the raw report again because you I knew you
2: couldn't help yourself for
6: some of the fans at home like that is the most realistic thing there's always that old man talking about what something's going to happen what you do to my son you come over here on this property and bobby went out there on that property and he stood there still talking about what he was going to do come on bill Come on, I thought you promised your wife something when you were standing there talking to all that nonsense in your house. When you got that picture in the background, your big arm holding your baby when he was little, talking about how you were going to protect him, what you were just saying about protecting him. And you don't go out there and get Bobby. Why are you waiting on no. Saudi Arabia? Why are you waiting? Well, Bob? of
2: course he's waiting for Saudi huh? Arabia to go kill this guy. Bill? Kofi Kingston and Xavier Wood. Actually, no, first we had uh, Patrick with Seth Rollins.
6: Seth is just out of control. <laughs> He's the- Wait a second. Did Dave really try to call him the boogie-woogie man? He did. Mercy. Come on, baby. That's... Come on. No. 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 Can I get done with this already?
2: Kofi and Xavier beat Cedric and Shelton Benjamin in two minutes, and then they drank out of red solo cups with the Street Profits for about five minutes. <laughs> they said the, uh... Oh, I guess Finn Balor and the Demon have been drafted. I missed that part, for those of you wondering. Randy Orton and Riddle came out. They were going to have the match with Omos, but it was just a swerve. Randy gave Styles the RKO, and they left. Cool. <laughs> then we had round six of the draft. Carmella to Raw, Ridge Holland to SmackDown, Gable Stevenson to Raw. He got drafted after Xia Lee, And uh, Sami Zayn is on her way, his way to, uh, to SmackDown. And then the main event was uh, Bianca versus Charlotte, non-title. They got 13 minutes. Becky was on commentary being insane the entire time. And then finally she just got involved for the DQ after 13 minutes. We're going to have so many matches with this combination of women that go to a DQ over the next four weeks. Be ready for four DQs. And if they actually do a finish, four run-ins afterwards to set up these whatever these matches are. And then Sasha appeared and she laid everybody out. And uh, it says here, stood tall, but she's actually very short. But that was the end of the show. There you go, everybody.
6: So as a postscript to all this, last night Dave mentioned on the show something that PW Insider had mentioned earlier on on Monday where they had talked about, they being WWE, splitting up the Street Profits and then decided to not split them and then go ahead and split Mace and T-Bar instead. Think about how <laughs> brain-dead you have to be to come up and even consider doing something like that with the act that the Street Profits have. It just absolutely boggles my mind. And how you could think about not doing that for Mason T-Bar when you have somebody of Donovan Dijak. No offense to Mace, but when you have somebody that's skill level of Donovan Dijak that size who can move like that, damn it, let him actually get a chance to do something. So I can't even believe that that was up for debate, and did they have to flip a coin for it? In Vince's mind, I bet you it was a coin flip, and it just shows you how much they're missing the pulse.
2: This person says, Brian, because a draft pick can go towards a whole team or stable, couldn't one brand feasibly just come out and say, I draft the whole roster? They could do, come on, Marcello. (laughs) Rules. What do you mean rules? It's like it's it's just completely wacky. It's like, well, we're gonna draft all of Hit Row. But we're not gonna draft Veer with Shankly and Ginder. Uh, why wouldn't SmackDown want Veer? It's ridiculous. Back in a moment, observer live.
5: Eight hundred three zero six one seven six zero, eight hundred three zero six one seven six zero, eight hundred three zero six one seven six zero. that's eight hundred three zero six seventeen sixty
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Uh, mm hmm. Bros, do not go to Google to
2: find out attendances for WWE or how tall Sasha Banks or Adam Cole or any of those guys are. Mm hmm. Because you're going to
6: get a fake number. Nah, it's like the PWI back in the day you used to the wrestlers weights in hometowns. That was all just gimmicked up stuff. Same thing with this. Especially when it comes to certain people. Not mentioning now, any Now, if you're games. looking
2: for for my net worth, it is accurate on Google. But that's an that's an aberration. We need to talk. When I was a kid, they'd announce all these heights and weights for these wrestlers and I was like, god, god I can never do this. Thank god they faked them by the way. I might have tried. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know, Hulk Hogan, what do they say he was like, you know, 6'8" six, 303 or whatever, six right? 6'8" or 6'10" or something like that and I'm
6: like, "Come on." From Venice Beach, California. This guy on
2: here trying to convince me that Sasha's 5'5", five five? bro. Come on. Dude, you, know what you should do is actually go to a live event. If you go to a live event and look at the WWE women in the ring, they are t- tiny. Tiny. <laughs> like, tiny women. You don't even understand how tiny they are if you don't go there live or actually meet them in person. But the idea, like, oh, Charlotte's six six feet tall? No, oh. I mean she may go out there in six inch heels and be six feet tall, but not go on the internet. So what you
6: find out with a lot of wrestling as you grow up over the year, the ring is smaller, all that sort of stuff, and they, like you know, the ring ain't huge smaller. When you're kid- well, I got in that ring. Well, see, I was coming from an era we had different rings in different towns, but it was a different story. But like, look, like any of these wrestlers, a lot of them are a lot smaller than what you probably think on TV. It's a lot of it's how you carry yourself.
2: Yeah, this person's got it. He goes, they're two feet tall. Anyway, we're out of time tonight. Escape the Undertaker on the Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig show. It's going to be a very, very fun time, so check it out. Video.f4wonline.com, wrestlingobserver.com for audio, and, of course, all of our Twitch homies. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Wrestling Observer Live.